Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, 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 yeah, yes. Here we go, a little Tuesday action. Yes, a, a Tuesday action. Taz Show, live, coming at you right here. Doing it, going to rock and roll into a, uh, well, kind of my take on what happened on Raw last night. I thought there were some interesting, epic things that went down, and that will be discussed here on the Taz Show. Yes, uh, try to get into a little bit of uh, football chatter if we can. But first, I want to tell you guys... Uh, Thank you for listening live right now on the Radio.com app or listening live at TazShow.com. Thank you for that. And also much appreciated if you are listening um, to all of my on-demand content, be it video or audio, uh, namely the podcast version of the show at uh, you know Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes. That is very much appreciated, and I mean that. Uh, rate, to, rate the show, subscribe it, review it, star bone it, whatever you call it. That's a new thing they call it now. Digital star bone. Yeah. Oh, where that came from. Um, we have to get the... Uh... Dude, what is this? Star bone. I don't know what the fuck is that. Star bone. What is that? What is I don't that? know, but I think that's the next thing in radio. Make sure you star bone the show. I'll be getting tweets all day from that. Hey, nice star bone, buddy. Thanks. I love that blue star bone you have on your car. Actually sounds like a real word. Real word. Real word. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so make sure you stop on the show uh, over at iTunes. <laughs> so uh, that's the deal on that. If you want to call the show, you can do that. That right there is Jiminy Crickets. That's a very simple but yet easy process. You know how to do it. All you have to do is dial an 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475. 4752948 very easy to do that uh Mike Johnson will be on this episode here a uh, abbreviated version uh Mike will not be on for usually we give him 10 we're supposed to give him 10 minutes and we give him like 20 to 30 minutes today it'll be a little quicker because today's show will be a little quicker today's show will not go a complete 2 hours today's show will be um uh, like sliced down like circumstance you know, that's a good way to put it, right, Dennis? I guess slice Jones, right? I mean, that's how you want to put it. Yeah, just uh, uh y- y- yes. <laughs> I yes, exactly. Dennis is obviously a very giddy mood, very happy mood. We'll get into that shortly uh, because the New York Yankees, uh, yes, victorious again, and I'm pulling for the Yanks, and and I enjoyed uh, a good chunk of the game. If I have time, I will get into that. Aaron Judge, clutch city Yankee fans, you're welcome. I took the pox and the hex off this man weeks ago. And because of me, he is now clutch, hitting doubles, knocking two runs in to get the game rolling in the first inning. Every Yankee fan that listens or watches my show, when Judge is up, they don't all rise. They all taz. They all think of me. That's how I feel about this. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of like the Met fan who gave you people of the Yankees the thumbs down. 
You know about that story, right, Dennis? I'm familiar with that fan, yes. I'm a Met fan who gave you guys the, the rise of Judge because I pulled the hex off of the man. So, And I will keep it off him uh, and watch him dominate throughout the uh, uh, you know the playoff gimmick here into, into the World Series. The Yankees will win the World Series. Okay, there it is. How's that? I'm sure you're happy I said that. Yeah, that's a jinx. <sighs> yeah, thanks. How about Raw last night? Yeah, so we'll get into a little Raw. Nice segue. Uh, we'll get into a little Raw here because there's a lot to chatter about with Raw. And uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, some would say, well, you know what? Start from the beginning. And I say, go freak yourself. Uh, I'm not going to start from the beginning. I don't want to start from the beginning. Uh, actually, before I even get into Raw, I want I, I, one thing I forgot to mention, for those that didn't see it, on my Twitter, I ended up posting a video apology. Uh, to uh, Dennis, did you see what I did here on Twitter? I did, yes. I thought and, I, I thought you were going to go the proud, other route. Are you? Excuse me. I thought you were going to talk about the Seth thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, there was some hidden footage that we we have out there of you eating. Yes, that was <laughs> that's it's killing my Twitter. Um, yeah, no, no, Greg Hamilton from WWE, the um, the ring announcer. You know, I put a tweet out, as most of you know, and, and then, it, it, you know, it, it didn't go viral, but a lot of the wrestling world saw this tweet from Hell in a Cell at night, and I, I you know, I said he, with the whole one one fall thing, and I called him a mock for himself, and I thought about it, saw some reaction, and, you know, Dennis, and you guys know me, Seth knows me, if there's negative reaction to something I say, I usually don't give a shit, right or wrong. Correct, 100%. And it, it's... At times, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it's my job. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I, I have to say, I, I was a little bit disappointed in myself when I when I saw the tweet elsewhere. Not that it was elsewhere, and then I thought about how maybe you know, Mister Hamilton must have felt, you know, and I felt bad. I just flat out felt bad because I've been in this position. Uh, where someone has personally attacked me off of my performance or something I've done and said something about me, someone who maybe, whoever, in, in wrestling, you know, reviews stuff or writers and dirt sheets and all that, or, or, or even fans. So there was no reason for me to say that about him. I was wrong. I still don't like the one fault thing. That's just one guy's opinion, and I did apologize, and I sincerely mean that apology. And if you'd like to see that apology, it's pinned to at official Taz, my Twitter account. And I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Um it, no one put me up to it. Nobody said nothing to me. Um, you know, I don't work for WWE. Uh, CBS has no dealings with WWE. CBS didn't say a word to me. Nothing. Nobody said a word to me. Nothing. Dennis, you heard nothing, right? No, I didn't know you were going to do this until I saw it. I, no, I didn't know I was going to do it until I did it. It wasn't like a planned thing. I just, just said, you know what? I, I, I'm sticking to how I felt about the topic. I think the one fault thing is too much. But I did not have to go and call the guy a name. But, you know, and it's not an excuse. I, I said this in the apology. You know, know what the thing is, though? And not in defense, but I just want to let you, you people understand. Like, I, you know, for so many years, I've been, and, I, and I've watched wrestling. A lot of it has not been from home. It's been at the shows, you know, in either in a locker room or in an area where there's a TV watching it. 
you know, or in, in, in catering, which is usually the makeshift cafeteria, whatever arena that you're in. And then there's a big TV that the company puts in. And if it's Tuesday, they'll put on Raw from the night before. You know what I mean? So, uh, or if it was a pay-per-view, they'll put that on while, while you're at Raw and catering at 2 p.m. You know, that type of thing. So you're sitting around a bunch of your peers, and it's like, at times, the way you talk to each other, it's like, ah, oh, look at this guy. What a friggin' Mark. Oh, he's a Mark from stuff. Yeah, that guy's a jabroni. And that's, I mean, a part of me, that's how I kind of said what I said about Hamilton. And it really, you know, obviously, as most of you people know, things do get lost in translation via text or, or an email or a, or a tweet. So not that I, I wasn't taking out of context because it was my own context. I, I just, I shouldn't have said what I said the way I said it about the guy. And I felt bad. And, and Greg, Greg Hamilton and I had some interaction on, um, on my Instagram at Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K. Greg replied back to me on there. Uh, Dennis, you did not see this, did you? Yes, I did not see, no. Yes. Uh, you think you're on top of the IG? Because I know you trolled me on that. Um, but not so <laughs> You troll me. I know you do. I hey. do. Whenever you go live, I'm trolling. It's like, oh, it's live. Let me put down this barito and watch. Yeah, I know. I know what's going on. Yeah, I know. But you didn't see the interaction with Mr. Hamilton and I. Yes, yeah, a very nice professional interaction. He took the high road. He could have said, oh, Taz, you're out of hell. You're an asshole. Go fuck yourself. He didn't do that. Uh, it would have been funny if he did. So <laughs> that would have been funny. No, he didn't do it. He was a gentleman, and he understood. And that, you know, I have a different perspective than him. And he, you know, in essence, accepted my apology and stuff like that. So, and I, and I replied back to him on the IG. So, uh, so that's the deal. Just to put an end to that topic, I just wanted to mention it out here for those that don't look at stuff on Twitter and, and whatnot. Um, you know, so that's the deal. So Raw, um, I, the first thing that jumps out to me is the sister Abigail. I, I got to tell you, I, I just, I, I don't know what the rest of the wrestling community feels about this. I mean, hopefully some of you guys will call the show or on uh, later on, we'll be on Facebook on this episode here of the Taz Show. Maybe you'll see it on there. I mean, maybe some of you guys will react on there. I don't know. All I do know is that the... Um, I thought the sister Abigail thing was the was just not good. It was just the, the the drizzling poopy, you know. I didn't like it. I mean, it was Bray Wyatt. Uh, unless I'm getting swerved and you're getting swerved, ladies and gentlemen, Bray Wyatt is sister Abigail. Now the effect they put on it and a little video gimmick and they put some kind of a mouthpiece in his teeth or whatever they did. Maybe he borrowed Cesaro's. I don't know. <laughs> and they uh, did like an effect voice gimmick where it was a girl, but it was Bray. I don't know. Like, that was kind of eerie and cool, and I, and I think Finn Balor's reaction in the ring was excellent. Um, for a guy who's not an actor, acting! I think he did a great job. Um, I I mean, bring a girl in. What are you doing? <laughs> Give somebody an opportunity. Whatever, man. I mean, whatever. I, I understand she's risen from the dead, Sister Abigail. That's the story. So maybe that's why it can't be Paige or it can't be Ruby Riot. You know what I mean? Like, Make make it somebody. You guys have so many great female talents in the company. Come on. You gotta be kidding me here. Dennis, look, I know you're a big Bray Wyatt fan, and, and I assume at this point when they did this, the Yankees were already beating the piss out of the bad guys. So you probably saw this part of it. I actually did. They uh they had a pitching change flipped over right as Bray sits down in the rocking chair, and it sucked. Oh man, bad, right? I mean, what? come on. Like, I mean, you know, really, come on. Uh, unless, Seriously. unless they're gonna say that, like, 
Sister Abigail possessed Bray, and then like he takes over uh, like her spirit, or, and even that's just so stupid. Like you say, there's women on the roster. Like, do something yeah. with them. Don't get upset. Though. You seem like you're getting a little. I don't want your blood pressure. And you see what's going on here. He's getting very upset over this. You see this, right? He takes his Bray Wyatt very serious. I know. I, he definitely does. Cured so meats and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> he gets very upset. I understand. Just calm down. It's okay. It's going to be all right. Relax. It's okay. It's okay, my chunky friend. It's fine. <laughs> okay? Please, sir. And I respect you on a side note that you are not a litterer. We all witnessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Your you. Your mama raised you right. Your mama Thank raised you. you right. Okay? Mama Lumberjack, good job. You raised this chunky butt the right way. I, I must come clean, though. That wasn't a napkin. That was actually, like, sliced meats. It was a, it was a tablecloth, yeah. actually. It just looked like a napkin <laughs> next to you. <laughs> My giant hey, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a tablecloth. <laughs> I, that was like watching a Natural Geographic, just way less educational. <laughs> I wish that people could have sort of tweet. No, the tweet exchange, Dennis, you weren't in this, with Seth, myself, and and Ant. Oh, you got ripped, Dennis. Oof. Uh <laughs> Right, deservedly so. <laughs> it's not every day Seth catches me in the wild like that. Oh, man. Seth was like, and, you know, he, he texts me twice, and that night he goes, did you see the video? Did you see the video? Did you, did you look at that? Because I didn't reply initially, so he's like, did you see it? Did you uh, see it? Of course. Did, you know, you, you can imagine what he said to me. Oh. I, 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 caught, I, I caught the chunker. Look at it. He's eating meat. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. He dropped a napkin. <laughs> I got it all on tape. It's unbelievable. We show <laughs> Pimento. We show Mr. Pimento. All he said was, what the fuck was he eating? What's that? Look good. What was he eating? What's that? Pita bread. What's that? What's that? What, what, what is that? Yeah, Street meat on pita bed. On pita bread. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, uh, anyway, back to the uh, the whole Bray Wyatt deal. And, uh, yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm not a fan of this. I mean, again, uh, they, they could definitely switch out and go into a girl like, you know, to your, you know just what Dennis here said. Where he, meaning Bray, is possessed, and then we see this girl. Maybe that's the way they're going to go. I want to think WWE will do that. I mean, come on, they're much better than this. They're smarter than this. They're more creative than this. This has been a long time with this whole Sister Abigail thing. You can't just have it be Bray possessed. I mean, the thing that has me a little afraid, unless they had him get sucked in, um, I'm talking about Michael Cole. You know, they had Cole say something along the lines. That's Cole did it on his own. I don't know. But he said something like um, at the end of the segment um, or later on in the show, somewhere in the show, he said, you know, we, we, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, we met we met Sister Abigail or something like that. He, we've seen her. or Now now we know she's here. I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like that. Uh, did either of you guys hear him say something like that, like somewhere towards the end of that or, or in the next segment? I didn't catch that if he said it, no. And you, no, you were, were you around or were we don't? No, I actually did not get to see it. Oh, great. Good job. All right, so that's awesome. Um, it really is. I mean, it's great. I, I love the dedication. Right now, Anthony's throwing things in the control room. Doing like, like that. Something I'm like a that. mark. So that's probably what's happening. So. So um, uh, anyway, I, I think they need to really figure this out with Sister Abigail. I'm not a fan. I just, uh, God, I, uh, 
I was I was actually, and I'm not I'm not like in I'm not like a huge fan, like a lot of fans of of the whole Bray Wyatt character. I like it. Don't get me wrong, I do. I think sometimes it gets played out. I do like it. I think he's a tremendous performer. And he's an excellent worker. Uh, I'm I'm a mark for the guy's work style for sure. Um, and his look, I love his look. He's created a whole new like look for people like Dennis and you know him and Action Bronson. Bray and Action Bronson created this whole look. That's what happened. But the thing is, uh, I I just I, all this while, and I'm sitting there. I right, I want to see who this Abigail is. Who are they going to give the opportunity to? Who's a girl going to be? Yada yada yada. And it's nothing. Nobody. And I sat there like a jabroni, like a lot of you. We just were, all of us were like just a sea of jabronis. That's what it was. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Stop. Stop. So uh, uh, anyway, so I think they got to really figure that deal out there because that kind of lost me a little bit. Um, the one thing I will say about last night, I, wanna, I didn't bring this up. I should have brought this up at the tippy top here. That Indianapolis audience, they were in Indy, right? They were last night, yes. They were red hot. I don't know what they had going on there, but those people were fired up. They were great. They were really, there was some chance, you know, that's going to happen. But the audience was hot. Good crowd in Indy. And speaking of audience participation, uh, that sparked off the stuff I was saying about Greg Hamilton with the one fall. Dennis, if you could grab that off my Twitter and read it real quick, if you get a chance here, the poll. That I put up about the um, I wanted to know what people thought about particip about when you're watching wrestling at home and you hear or see this audience participation, what they think. Because a lot of fans were saying to me, No, it's great, people love to do the one fall, the people of the show and all this. And I'm like, Well, I think the wrestlers of the show and the people are a huge part of it, but whatever. So uh, a poll went up. Do you have the results or what 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 the what's going on there? I have the poll. So your your question was so your thoughts on fans in live attendance at wrestling shows with their vocal participation slash chance? Three options. Gets annoying. I love it while watching. And less is more. And at 41%, I love it while watching. One. Okay. But 35%, so a close second, was gets annoying. And less Ooh. is more brings up the rear at 24 Right, so if it's going to be that, how many people vote? Like, I think over like seven, eight hundred thousand people. How many? How many it people? was ten thousand. Okay, so the the, the wasn't ten thousand. It wasn't that many people. What lying Jones? Was two over a thousand? I know million. that. No, it was two thousand. Well, it was two thousand. Yeah. Oh, six million. Nice. Um, no. So <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, look. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that 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 poll. Shows and that's just fan fans or people that are just on my Twitter. That's not like a worldwide uh, thing all over the world. It's just people that that follow me. Um, I think that's cool that it's that close of a race there. To be honest, and that means that hopefully, to be honest with you, uh, audience participation should continue and it will, um, and be interactive and stuff like that. And it's very important. And look, I don't want to. I did. I hope people don't think I'm being hypocritical on this. Just to button this up real quick. Like I said yesterday on the show, I mean, I, I mean, God, I was a guy going to beat me if you can't survive if I let you, and the whole audience was saying it with me. So, and I had so much fun doing that, and the fans had fun all over the country and world when I did that. And just like we've seen it, so many people, Steve Austin, The Rock, I mean, just a, a tons of wrestlers have done this, where there's a tagline that gets repeated from the audience. I mean, that's a big part of it. My only thing about the one fall thing, and then I'm I'm in, I'm done I'm done with it is. 
it just feels like it's every single match. That's the thing. And it gets a little bit like redundant. Uh, you know, that's all. That, and, and I just felt like it was a little too much. But again, one man's opinion. Along with 41 other percent or whatever it was. What I have, 38% on my side? Was that what I had? 35 in favor of annoying. Very competitive. I can't help myself. Uh, also, a couple of things I want to talk about besides the shield. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Emma, uh, I want to say congrats, man, to Kalisto. Um, I thought that, 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 and I want to get into this a little bit here. Um, Kalisto becoming the new Cruiserweight champ and beating uh, Enzo. I was a little bit surprised that Kaliso, that Enzo lost. I was a little bit surprised. I mean, he, he was in the main event spot like about three weeks in a row here. So that's a huge thing for the cruiserweights and all that. This is my perspective on the whole Enzo thing. Now, some are like, it's over. It's done. Thanks for coming, Enzo. And I would say, you're out of your fucking mind if you think that. <laughs> I got to be frank. You're not. You're crazy if you think that. Well, I'm not going to get into that part of the conversation right this second. But here's the thing. Um, I feel like they maybe went a little too quick too soon with Enzo with the whole, I made this thing relevant. I, I'm I'm the big star here. I think they could have waited a couple of weeks. Maybe now hindsight 2020 looking back on it, which is easier to do than in the moment. I liked what they went with him. I would have had no problem whatsoever if they would have kept that title on him. I Because I, he has heat. And I think they should have backed off a little bit um, with the whole locker room heat thing because, you know, I mean, they sold it the right way that the, the wrestlers didn't like him. We got him. And I just think doing it again last night, I, I didn't think that was needed, um, especially that you beat the guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, just, just uh, if you're going to go that route and now accentuate it more that the wrestlers hate him, um, and I like the Kurt Angle with the lumberjack thing. I thought that was cool. I like that. It made it more entertaining. I think that was cool. He kind of lifted his band a little bit on whatever he did. I mean, it, it makes Kurt look like bad, but that's when sometimes they, they knee jerk on the booking. That's what happens. Um, but I thought it was a good little twist with the lumberjack thing. I just don't think they should have really had the announcers go to route of this guy's hated in the locker room um, so much and then have them lose. They could have backed off that a little bit because they, I, I want to say last week they backed off a teeny bit of that. They weren't driving it down our head. They never got into a true angle with Kalisto and Enzo. It was just like uh, Kurt Angle announced him, I think it was last week, whatever it was, and he hits the ring, Kalisto or whatever, and I think he, didn't he bump, uh, beat up uh, Enzo a little bit and left him like last week? Wasn't that last week? Correct, yes. And then next you know, boom, title shot Jones. Here you go, boom, new champ. I mean, so it, it just seems a little bit like now my gut tells me that Kalisto will be a transitional champion and that they want that title or at least an opportunity or something back on Neville. That's what I'm thinking they want to do. Um, I don't think they should do that. Like I said weeks ago here, Neville does not need a championship. I would have Neville just be that sinister, angry, mean, some bitch. Or even instead of giving him a championship, give him a faction. You know, give him like two guys around him or three guys. Now, you know, they're doing the shield over again, so you don't want to have a little confusion with that either. So maybe that's not a good idea. I'm just spitballing here, spitballing with you people. So maybe backtracking on that because the shield thing is back now, so it's still new, obviously. Um, maybe doing a small faction with uh, 
you know, with not a lot of guys, with Neville's probably not a good idea just because of the shield stuff. So maybe that's bad. So maybe you just, you know, I just don't think putting a title on him is the right thing. He don't need it, Neville. He doesn't need it. I think they're going to. And I think that, like I said a second ago, I just think that, that Kalisto is a transitional champ. I really do. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely think he's a transitional champ. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I, I might be wrong on this because I think the guy's a tremendous talent. No doubt about it. Um, you know, I also think the timing of it was awesome and, and maybe by design because I believe yesterday was Eddie Guerrero's um, uh, birthday, uh, the late, great Eddie Guerrero. And Kalisto uh, spoke in his promo yesterday, which I thought was great about Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and respect. And his, as he was a fan of theirs and all. And I thought, you saw, did you see that, Dennis? It was pretty cool. I did, yeah. He was, uh, who was he talking to, Charlie or Renee backstage? I thought it was yeah. right before his match. I thought it was really nice of him to, to mention both. Yeah, and Eddie. I thought that was a nice, classy t- take on it. And, and I thought, thought it was cool. I, I like that. I mean, they should do more like that. I mean, Ray doesn't work there anymore. I mean, so what? I mean, God, acknowledge some of the guys, even if they're wrestling elsewhere, acknowledge them. Shit. It's history, you know? I mean, come on. It's like, got to get out of this, WWE, with this whole, once you're gone, you're dead. Well, not when you put six, seven, eight, nine, ten years into a talent. They're not dead. They're not gone. They're not meaning that, okay, you're not in the company no more, so you're dead, meaning you're not you're with us no more. You're not in existence in wrestling anymore. No, bullshit. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like, you think your fans aren't smarter than that? They, they see talent for so many years. The next thing you know, that you part ways the talent, or talent part ways with you, like a Rey Mysterio. You know, you, you got to acknowledge him. I mean, it's, you know, absolutely. It's the right thing to do, and I'm glad they did it. I almost veered off on a whole different topic there. I got to corral myself. But I, um, they've been wanting, uh, well, they've been selling and promoting that their last champion, Enzo, was a cruiserweight champ, was not a wrestler's wrestler. You know, so now they have a guy who's a luchador, a wrestler's wrestler. And I guess that's the way they want to go. I would have kept it with the heel thing. I do think, like I said, they went a little too hot and heavy too quick. Now, hindsight 2020 with Enzo, that's why maybe it blew up a little bit or ended quicker, possibly. Um, you know, now, look, look, uh, the thing with Enzo, he can do so much because he can talk. You know, he can talk and it's easy, you know, that, that he made the division. Yeah. I might not be champ no more, but what, no one even knew this place, this, this cruiserweight thing until I became champ. Let's be honest. I, you know, so that's easy. It's an easy heel promo for him to do. Very simple. You know what I mean? Uh, extremely simple. Um, so uh, a little bit, I want to talk about the shield reunion. Um, shield is over like Rover. I mean, people love the shield. So I'll get to talk about the shield. I want to talk about Emma. Um, uh, you know, definitely, I got to get some phone calls. We're going to be on Facebook Live when we come back from break because we're going to break. And that Facebook's at uh, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. But when we come back from break, we'll have the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson, an express version. All right, Taz Show, sit tight. We'll be right back. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. 
Here we go. We are, uh, this is a, uh, going to have Mike Johnson on a PW Insider Report in a second here. Talking raw in this episode of the Taz Show. We're going to get talk a little more raw after we're done speaking to Mike. And Mike does his report. Um, also, I want to let you guys know what's rocking tomorrow here on the Taz Show. Uh, will be a different situation. It's going to be basically a... My take on uh, SmackDown, which I do a lot, but this will be different. This will be basically just a podcast tomorrow that will drop and you will have it. Just like uh, it was kind of a similar thing we did on Friday with the the, uh, prediction podcast that I did. This will be uh, my take on SmackDown. Basically, no video. This will just be a podcast tomorrow covering. So you'll have it. So, Dennis, people will have it at 8 a.m. right there in their iTunes. How's this going to work? 8 a.m. It'll be sitting right there on your iTunes, Spotify, Radio.com, the the usual, wherever wherever you normally listen, it'll be there. That's right. Correct, Amundo. So check that out. Uh, That's the deal on that. That'll be tomorrow. And then the regular Taz show live will be Thursday and uh, Friday like normal. So uh, I think I'll be actually in the gimmick clubhouse. So batting down the hatches towards the end of the week. I'm just letting people know that up there. Just be careful, Dennis. Let everybody know I'm coming. So uh, high alert. Yeah, I know people panic. But that's the other thing, too. People don't realize that, that we're, we're moving out of, that, out of that building. So it's like a ghost town there kind of right now, you know? Part of the reason why I can't do everything there, it's a, a technical thing. That's the other reason. We're not going to get into detail, but, you know, you know that. I know what I need to know. So uh, you, All you've told me is it's a technical thing, so that's as far as I'm involved. Well, yeah, well, you can look around and see there's wires and stuff under, behind the scenes. There's problems. There's issues. And uh, but that's a deal. Let's pray. Let's get rolling here with the uh, with the Mike Johnson. Let's do his open, please. Let's get this guy going in a three, two, one. And now the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike ten minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. What do you say, that Mike? How are you? I say good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment. The sensei of good moments, Mike Johnson, the in in the uh, innovator of it. The man who invented it, that means. Uh, what's going on? What's cracking, my friend? Uh, we're in the middle of uh, WWE, uh, follow the fallout to Hell in a Cell, and the build to yeah. DLC. Uh, throwing more at us than we can even handle. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I just talked a little about the sister Abigail, if you heard the first segment of the oh, show. Yeah, I, I can't wait till she debuts on Total Divas, man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Do me a favor. Tell me what you're like, the people... That you guys have at PW Insider, like on message boards, or people that you have a lot of fans that email you guys. The, you know, like what what's the the, the PW Insider, um, you know, followers fan base? What's their thoughts on this thing? They, they, as a whole, they thought it sucked, also, or what? Uh, I, I I can tell you that I, I was a couple of minutes behind on Raw because I was watching the Star Wars trailer on Monday Night Football, and immediately my emails uh, started going nuts, and there were like nine emails that said, "What the f." In the header, mm. and I was like, "What? What could have happened?" And then I uh, watched it, and I went, "Oh, okay, that's what happened." Bad, yeah, bad, was, bad, bad. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good. It wasn't creative. It, it just. Um, it's one of those things that, it, maybe it sounds good on paper to someone, but in execution, it hurts everybody involved more than it can ever, ever uh, propel them into uh, an interesting scenario. I felt bad for Finn Balor. I felt yep. bad for Bray Wyatt, and I felt bad for the audience. Yep. It just wasn't clicking. Yep. I felt bad for me. Um, so uh, watching. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I I thought Bray. I, I th- listen. And, and I, I, to your point, like I thought Bray. You know, 
I, I thought his performance in it, no matter if it was bad creative or not, was excellent. I had no problem with that. I thought his performance was great. It's just the creative and not bringing in uh, a, a new talent and 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 promote somebody from within. You know, uh, Jesus Christmas. I mean, really, like I, I don't understand that. I mean, you got so many girls that you could use for this that are that are well suited and would do a great job. Yeah, I mean. My initial thought when they said Sister Abigail was alive was okay. Nikki Cross, uh, Nikki Cross is going to be brought up to the main roster, right, right. You know, or or, or you know, or, or, or Ruby Riot or somebody that you know who's got some talent and maybe can do this sort of offbeat sort of presentation. Hell, they could bring Roxy back. Remember her from TNA? Yeah, of course <laughs> you know, I do. She was yeah, doing the the voodoo princess thing. Uh, well, know, that's it, well, hold up, bro, bro, hold on, but Mike, Mike, but Mike, see, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that, and I've talked about it before on my show here that that bothers me. Like the, WWE, it's just like it's. I feel like, and maybe I'm exaggerating it. I don't think I am. No, they just don't. They, remember back in the day, like, like not just WWE. No matter if it was ECW, WCW, or even years ago NWA, AWA, there was new talent that came in and 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 surprised us with somebody new and. Just spend some money. Spend some money on somebody. You know what I mean? Sign someone to a deal. You know, not everyone has to go to the performance center. Not there are plenty of talented wrestlers that 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 are male and female that don't need to go to the performance center that are fucking game ready to go on Raw. Really? I agree with you. you know, I mean, they're, they're, seriously, and uh, so many. Geez, you could look at the Lucha Underground roster of females, and just about every one of those girls would be great in this role. I mean, every one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I would hire Ivelisse in a second. I think she's phenomenal. It's awesome. Awesome. A fan tweeted me um, a little while ago, WWE Front Row, uh, and, and, and I'm not too familiar with this girl, but just looking at her look, uh, Sue, I'm maybe saying Sue Young, Sue Young. Sue Young. Oh, yeah, the zombie princess. She would have been great. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm looking at this girl. Her look is perfect. This is great. Like, what are they doing here? I'm assuming this girl's a great talent. I don't. I've never seen her wrestle. I'll look into it though. But thank she's you, WWE Front Row. She's a good brawler. What? I see. Her, I saw her have an amazing brawl with. Uh, you'll, you'll pop for this name with Malia Hosaka uh, about a year or two ago in Charlotte. She's a phenomenal wow. brawler. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna definitely look into her. But geez, I mean, come on, hire some new talent for Christ's sake. Come on, stop. Spend some money. Well, or, some, or take some of the talents who are there and ready to go and bring them up. Yeah. Spend money. Cheap bastards, you got it. Spend it. Sorry, Mike. Sorry to do that during your report. It happens sometimes. It's okay. Listen, it's your show. I'm just here. I'm just a guest. Put me in the corner. Yeah, put me in the corner. I'll just sit here. No one puts baby in the corner. What else is going on? Any dirt? Nothing, right? Nothing's oh, going on. I had a lot of changes on the show last night. I wrote about uh, one of them on PW Insider, and I'll give you a scoop on another. Um, it was. Wait, originally- oh, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said you're going to give me a scoop? Yeah, that never happened. Come on. Stop it. Um, uh, Enzo Amore versus Callisto last night was originally booked to be Neville versus uh, Enzo. And then over the course of the day, they realized they kind of backed themselves into a corner. And they also realized that it was Eddie Guerrero's birthday. So they decided to do the title change with Callisto so they could have Callisto dedicate the win to Eddie Guerrero, which uh, they did do. Uh, It's up on their YouTube channel. Um, so now the title match uh, at the pay-per-view is going to be a rematch. Uh, the other thing was they went back and forth all day about how they were going to get to Emma challenging Asuka at the pay-per-view. 
Initially, it was going to be a three-way with Emma, Alicia, and Nia, and it was going to take place on next week's Raw. Then they, uh, they changed their mind. They moved it to last night's Raw. Then they changed their mind again. They were going to do a six-woman tag and then move the match back to the next week. And then they just decided to make a five-way and did it last night. Oh, yeah, I, look, uh, you know what it's like I, I know the course of the day at TV, they change their minds 10,000 times. Well, you, you know, all the years I was there, that would happen sometimes. I got to tell you, it wasn't a ton, but that has been concerned. And, you know, you and I've talked about that before and I've heard to, to, you know, galvanize what you said. I've completely heard that, that that's how it is backstage the past couple of years, that the, the, the decisions are changed on a regular basis. And the last idea they hear is the one they go with. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> I think you got to go in with a little bit of a better game plan. I mean, you're going to do a worldwide TV production, and these got people know how to do TV better than anybody. Um, Vince knows, you know. I mean, Jesus. But I, I'm a little surprised and disappointed to hear that, um, you know, that, that, that they're indecisive or they're not, they're not sticking their, their convictions on writing, and they're that much, um, you know, waffling back and forth. You got to go into a TV with a game plan. I mean, look at years ago, like with ECW. I mean, yeah, Paul Heyman at times. The the lineup as the joke goes for the day or, or the night, the card was written on a napkin. Yeah, that was that's the big joke. You know, like that's how Paul booked. There was no emails. There was no you know ru- uh, scripts. There was none of this. You know, run sheets. It was just Paul and us talking. And you know, but he came into every house show and TV. And I think you know this about Paul, Mike. With a game plan and yeah. stuck to that game plan about ninety eight percent of the time. And if right or wrong, the other, and the other two percent was somebody was riffing off of his ideas and came up with something better, and he went, "Oh my God, that's great!" And then we can do this, 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 and this. Let's go with this idea instead. That's true. I always had the best ideas. He always listened to me. Always. Not really. I'm kind of joking, but yes. uh, I I'm kind of lying. I'm actually kind of lying. I remember your great idea about wrestling brackets. That was wonderful. That wasn't my idea. Was that my idea? Maybe it was. Did Paul? Did Paul tell you that was my idea? No, no, no. You know what I remember about that match? You're in the arena, and you're you're always so stoic. You would never ever like interact with the audience. You were always business. You're in the yeah. ring with with with, with Brackus, and you're in one corner, and he's in the other. And you turn to the arena crowd, and you go, "You gotta like me more than this guy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember that actually. <laughs> <laughs> cracked up because I'm like he never ever does this so like even uh, you knew it was like this is a ridiculous yeah. scenario how did I get myself into this I know at the time it was we were thinking it was perfect and it, it wasn't horrendous but because it was ECW against WWE because Brackus was everything that it was a big for those that don't know it was a big bodybuilder from Germany guy, great guy nice guy just massive individual and the thing was he was everything what WWE stood for this cosmetic muscled up bodybuilder not an athlete or a wrestler kind of where ECW, we were different. We were hardcore. We were hardcore athletes, extreme athletes. We had regular athletes. We had violent athletes. And he, this guy was the prototypical hood ornament of WWE in the way we sold it. And I was this the house shooter killer guy. That's the character, Taz. And that's why we thought it was a perfect fit. So even though I was a heel at that time, but I, that's why I did say that to you guys off mic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember you saying that and. But that, that said, you, you got a good match out of him. It was short, but it was good, and you were the only one that ever yeah. figured out that equation. Uh, yeah, well, the key was not long, and keep it simple, and uh, it wasn't – was, we had to work most – I don't want to get too much detail and pull the curtain back. 
a lot of things had to be worked out before that. And a good guy, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, this this guy was a good guy. He really was. I mean, a very nice guy. You know, he he was not an ego guy, and he was humble. Um, he, you know, he said, "I'm in your hands. Whatever you think we need to do, you know." And he had the big WWE, you know, spotlight. I didn't, you know, and he was really cool. So, um, as he understood, he was green. So, uh, what else is up, Mike? Well, they uh, they had a house show last night in uh, East Lansing, Michigan, and the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn alliance continued. Sami Zayn was wrestling Michael Kanellis, and uh, Owens came out and distracted Kanellis, allowing Sami to hit him with the Haluva kick and get the win. And then Owens cut a promo with Zayn next to him, bragging about beating Shane McMahon. So they uh, they are the, the alliance is full blown, and Sami Zayn is now a villain. Well, don't be surprised if tonight on SmackDown you don't see Kevin Owens yelling at Sami Zayn, saying, I didn't need your help. I didn't know why you did that. And they'll throw that confusion in there. Trust That's me. That's certainly don't, possible. Because of the inconsistencies that they're having, what they do on a house show a lot of times is not going to translate to what they do, as you know, on TV. Yeah. That could happen. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, uh, but, but I'm happy for Sami, just that he's in the spotlight. The guy's earned it. Uh, I think he's a tremendous talent. I'm a fan. Um... And he can talk his ass off, and he's he's believable. Um, I don't know. I think it's good. I, I, I think it's good. I, I, I never – I said this yesterday on my show here, Mike. <clears throat> I never saw that coming. I think most fans didn't see that coming uh, where he came and pulled, you know, pulled Kevin Owens off that table from the gigantic the crazy dive by Shane. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was good booking. Anytime they could work the audience, dupe the audience, no matter if – the audience are from the inside of the business or just a regular fan. It's all good. That's what you want. You want to be surprised. You want to be worked. And I say that all time out here. That's what, no matter if you're from the industry or not, if you're just a fan or you're a former 10-time world champion, you watch wrestling, you want to be worked. That's the entertainment of it. Yeah, and, and, and the reality is when you can take something that builds upon all of the backstory and all the exposition of what happens even before WWE and pull off a, a turn or a twist of events that makes fans who even who who don't who don't even know all that backstory and shock them, and then take the hardcore fans and shock them as well. I mean, who right. is going to call Sami Zayn helps Kevin Owens in, in in wrestling bingo for 2017? You know, they've they've been on opposite sides of the spectrum for so long. Um, I really lo- I love their I love their chemistry as a team back in the day. I think Sami Zayn and Kevin have both improved quite a bit since that era, and I'm I'm excited to see a heel Sami Zayn. We've never seen it over the course of his career. I'm really excited about it. I couldn't help but notice before I let you go, Mikey. Do your plugs. You sound nasal and sick. Yeah, I, Are you I, okay? I, I caught a bit of a cold this week. I'm sorry. All right. Well, work on that. Uh, I got to let you go because we're, we're kind of rushing through the show. Not rushing through, but we have a lot of things to get to. And if the show's not as long as it normally is in this episode. Okay. So please do your plugs. I would love to help you. Unless there's something else you want to get to before I let you go. I had, I had one other story I wanted to talk to you about. Well, you got to hurry up, sir. You're very I, I, worried. I, I, then I will speak. An offer has been made to an Academy Award nominee to play Vince McMahon in the movie. Well, I saw some of that. This is not groundbreaking news. Why are you telling me this? Why, why are you acting like this is a school? exclusive. And I want to talk about it. Ah, uh, go ahead. Bradley Cooper has an offer to play Vince McMahon in Pandemonium. Uh, Interesting. He, he is waiting for an updated version of the script. I, I broke that yesterday on PW Insider, and he's going to make his decision when he sees the updated version. They're working on it now. Uh, if he takes the role, and they really want him for this film, 
uh, they're going to start shooting in the spring of 2018. And if not, if he doesn't take it, they're going to uh, try and find somebody else. But they they want their they want to cast Bradley Cooper and then build around him. They, he is who they want for this film. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mike. I think that's great. I hope that happens. I'm I'm, I'm a Bradley Cooper mock. I am too. I like. I, I love his stuff. Yeah, I think it's great. I think he'd make a great Vince McMahon. I think that'd be awesome. I just you get on the headsets, the yell at the mic, yell, yell at the announcers on headsets. Say it, say it. Well, it'll be all. It'll be awesome if it happens. So we'll see. So I apologize for screwing up your format. Excuse me. You didn't screw up my format, sir. There is no format. This is the oh. Taz show. It's Lucy Goosey Jones. Now, Dennis, so why would he say like you were kind of pushing me out the door and I was pushing back? I was just apologizing. No, 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 no. It's called sometimes when you do a live appearance, you have to uh, hayaku. I mean, hurry up. You have to hurry up. Uh, sometimes it happens. It's called that's just the way it is. All right, this well, is not sorry. You're not doing some rinky dink shitty show here. OK, I this is the real that. deal here. This is not some shit show. You know what I mean? All right, Don't so treat we'll me like an asshole. Mike. Don't you treat me like an asshole. Don't treat me like an asshole. I'll tell you that right now. Wait a minute. Don't. That's my line. Here's news. You treat me like an asshole. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right, Mike. Uh, you want to plug your stuff, Mike? Infringement you go in the here, gimmick buddy. clubhouse. Say again? Infringement in the gimmick clubhouse. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Uh, all right, Mike. What's next for you? Got anything else coming up or nothing? Next for me is I'll be on PW Insider all day at pwinsider.com, breaking news. And uh, if everybody wants to check out an ad-free version, they can do so for three days free, not one, not two, but three days free at pwinsiderelite.com. And I, as always, I thank everybody for listening. I thank Taz for being so kind to me. And you can follow me at MikePWInsider on Twitter. But you treat me like an asshole. And Mike, it. you know we love you. We love you. I love you. Know, you. you know that, Mike. And, and much continued success. And we'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, bro? All right. Be well. Talk to you guys soon. All right, take care, champ. We'll see you. That's Mike Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, right there. PW Insider Report. Doesn't like to be cut off. Doesn't like to be rushed. Jesus. Unbelievable. Here's news. You treat me like an asshole. <laughs> it's unreal. It really is. I can't catch a break with people. Even my regular guest. I don't even have guests. My regular guests get mad at me. <sighs> I was nice to him. Was I not nice to him? I thought I was nice to him. Right? Uh, yeah. No, that was one of your more pleasant exchanges. Absolutely. I wasn't mean. I, I, I was nice. I don't know what the problem is. But you treat me like an asshole. I thought I, I mean, was nice. Uh, let's go out to uh, Michigan. Uh, let's talk to Holly. Uh, Holly, you're on the uh, Taz show. What do you say there, buddy? Hey, how's it going? How are you, bud? I'm doing all right. About the uh, Shields getting back together. How about that? Uh, I thought it was huge. Those guys are over, man. People love them. People yeah. dig it. Uh, they were going crazy. I like the way how they uh, set it up. They were, you know, last year they were doing a little at Survivor Series. Right. And then they, you Holly. know, put. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got a bad cell signal. Hey, it's on, that's on Holly's end, right, uh, Dennis? He sounds choppy. Yeah, that's not us. For once. Yeah, all right, Holly, you're going to have to try and call back tomorrow or something or later if you can. I don't know. We're, we're going to – we got a half a segment coming up once we go to break. So, uh, you know, right now uh, I want to say hello to some people on Facebook Live. Uh, hello, everybody on Facebook Live. Don't be afraid to give thumbs up. Uh, you know, I'm a big mock for when you guys give me the thumbs up, the blue yeah. thumbs up. Make sure you do that. Um, you know, that's important. Uh, but I, I'm glad he did bring up um, the uh, – the, what do you call it? The the thing about the Shield reunion. 
I thought it was excellent. Um, I did. I liked the little tiny nuance, which some people could say, oh, come on, how they print out those shirts so quick? Well, everybody knows they had the shirts ready, but initially they didn't come out wearing the shirts. They came out slowly and put the shield back together in the Miz opening segment, and then later on we saw them come out with the shirts. Um, destroying of uh, Braun Strowman was, I did not see that coming, and once I saw that, saw that, I'm like, yo, they are really looking to get over the shield here. Because <laughs> they uh, used Big Man as a sacrificial lamb. But I like how they came back around with Big Braun Strowman, that Miz had a fourth partner uh, for the gimmick four-on-three situation. I, I like that. I think that was very good booking. I think that's cool. You got to protect Braun Strowman. I think last night was a little risque what they did with Braun. Um, even though it was three against one, um, I just think you gotta always protect Braun Strowman. My opinion, just, just, just my opinion on it. Um, so, but I, I liked it. I mean, I, I liked the whole, I'm saying the whole concept of the reunion. I mean, I wasn't like one of those guys that was like a huge shield mock, but, um, you know, I, I liked, I liked these guys individually and I, and I think t- all together it Roman's probably happy because he's not getting booed as much as the poor guy was. So. Um, I, look, I mean, the way they did the shield last night was money. It was awesome. And no doubt about it. Uh, early on, if you noticed that during the Miz TV segment, the announcers, I want to teach you something. The announcers were saying uh, they kept calling them Ro- Rollins, Ambrose, and Reigns. They weren't calling them the shield because it wasn't like official yet. So those, that's, that's all important stuff by announcing being done right and the direction they're getting either from the writers or Vince or Triple H or Stephanie, whoever's giving them the direction, that the direction, that's the right way to do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then, you know, uh, baby faces destroy the heels. Uh, Miz was the last one to get bumped. I'm talking about that Miz TV. And then a little bit later on, oh no, I'm sorry. Right. I think it was right after that. We saw them put their hands together, uh, and stuff like that. The fist gimmick. I think that's what it was, but re- regardless, the shield is back together. One other thing I want to point out to you guys, um, on the, uh, SmackDown video package, the promotion for SmackDown that's tonight that they did, that WWE did early in Raw. To my point, they showed an AJ Styles, I'm sorry, Baron Corbin U.S. title that AJ is going to get a shot back at his title against Baron tonight on SmackDown. This is a prime example of what I said to you people, you people, yesterday. A little bit of a poo-poo bad moment by not having Baron pin or submit the champion to become champion, meaning AJ. They had him defeat Ty Dillinger. And Ty Dillinger was the sacrificial lamb in that three-way match to, to get the U.S. title on Baron. I'm happy Baron's a champ. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you straight up right now, uh, to me, and this is why they're doing this match with AJ versus Baron uh, one-on-one. I, and I, I mean, maybe I'll give a little qualifier. I could be a tiny bit wrong on this. I don't think I'm going to be. This is the opportunity that they want to give Braun. They probably realize, you know, Braun's got to get a pin on a champ. So just to galvanize that he, Braun, I keep saying Braun, I'm sorry, Baron. Don't correct me, Dennis. That's right. Just let me just, just fuck up left and right here, bro. Don't correct me. No, don't worry about it. You hear me, right? Are you are you awake? I hear you. You're. I just, at the end, I like I'm to. I'm calling the guy Braun. He's Baron. I got people saying, hey, you dumbass, he's Baron. I let you people get your point out, me. and then I say, I think you meant, I think you meant Baron. I meant Baron. I know who I meant. Don't tell me who I meant. I know who I meant. Right, anyway, 
So I, I, I tonight that's what happens. Baron needs to pin or submit with a pin beat with his finish. AJ Styles. It has to happen. Uh, unless you're putting the belt back on AJ, which I don't, I, I don't think would be smart. No knock on AJ. He just don't need it. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm looking here on Facebook Live. Ignacio Vasquez says, I think Baron will pin AJ. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree. Facebook Live, people are sharing the show. We need more shares. We need more love on Facebook Live. There was no Facebook Live yesterday. Share the show, people. Spread the friggin' word of the show, okay? Do what you, you got to do here. You know, that's what you got to do. You don't pay shit, okay? Stop. Stop aggravating me and share the show, all of you, all you people. I wonder how many people just say, I, I hate this Taz. He's mean. He yells at me. Think that happens, Dennis? Uh, I mean, just from sheer numbers, there's got to be a few. <clears throat> but that's in the uh, that's in the very, very minority. Chan Man, he says, uh, share Jones on Facebook Live. He gets it. He understands. No, people understand. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so uh, what else? On uh, There's something else on Raw. I want to get it to Emma. I want to talk about Emma. I know that much. I don't have too much time here, but I, I, there's other things I need to talk about. Uh, Elias, uh, they're pushing Elias, which is nice. Banjo Jones with uh, Titus was kind of weak. Uh, Elias beat Apollo Cruz. Apollo can't buy a win. This guy just, I just feel like he's just, I don't know. There's just, uh, again, it's about the mic work, bro. You got to be able to cut, cut promos on a mic. I just think Apollo, that's his weakness. I think he's a tremendous talent. He looks great, but. But anyway, it's about Elias, man. This guy is, I am so happy for him. I had never, when I first laid eyes on him, like I said in the past on NXT, I never thought this would happen with this guy. He is, he's doing great. He is doing great. No doubt about it. Also, uh, the only thing I mentioned was Matt Hardy against Braun. Um, when I mentioned Braun, uh, I, it was a good match. I was, you know, Matt knows how to put, Matt Hardy knows how to put a match together, you know, with a guy like Braun or, or a small guy or a bigger guy, whatever. Matt knows what he's doing, and I bet you Matt had a lot to do with the, what they did in this match and laid out the match as the veteran, and uh, it, it, I liked it. I liked the match. I mean, you knew Matt wasn't going to win, but I liked it. Uh, I also liked Mickey James's promo. I thought it was very good, and they're going with this old lady thing, which you people know I don't like too much. I also liked that Alexa Bliss, Bliss though, did play that old-style video. I thought that was funny. Um, I definitely thought it was funny, definitely, without a doubt. Um and then they went into the Dana, Bailey, Emma, Sasha, Foxy. Winner gets a shot at Oscar. Okay. Now, the thing is, like, we were just talking to Mike about this, Johnson, you know. You know, I, I, I'm cool with it, you know, uh, with Emma getting that shot. I think it's I think it's cool. No one expected her to win. Um, a lot of people I was getting on social media le- last night saying to me, Yo, dude, I think you're going to be right because now they're mentioning more and more that Oscar's undefeated and she's never lost or whatever. <clears throat> and maybe Emma shocks the world and beats her. You know, so um, uh, I think that could happen. <laughs> and the reason why I think that could happen, not because I said it, that not that Emma would do it, that someone should beat Oscar on her debut just to make her human. They're pushing her before she gets there with the video packaging. They're having a the whole friggin' roster rally together and, and then putting her over. So if I know Vince the way I think I know Vince, Swerve Jones here. <laughs> I, I, I'm really starting to think this girl's going to lose on her, her, her debut, meaning Oscar. I really do. I, I Because they're uh, building her up like she's indestructible. And then the line, 
at the end of the match, if you go back and watch, I want you to listen to Corey Graves. Trust me, he did not say this on his own. This was fed to him by somebody of power backstage. I guarantee you. Uh, Corey basically said once Emma won the match and it was said that she was going to go in and face, you know, Oscar at the pay-per-view. Um, and, and she, he pinned, uh, she, uh, Emma pinned Sasha, which was like, wow. And, 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 you know, I was shocked that when Bailey got, got, got pinned, uh, by Foxy, I was shocked. I was like, wow, wow. Bailey and Emma, I'm sorry, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha, they're like the chosen ones, you know, but wow. Uh, it was nice to see that they're, 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 they're getting some other people get some victories. I think that's cool. But listen to what Corey Graves says at the end of the deal, at the end of the match, I don't remember his exact lines. He said something like, you know, R.I.P. Emma, something like Oscar's going to destroy her, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like he he basically has her beat already. Once I heard that, that's a no-no. You know, you don't when you're trying to sell a match and you just got a girl over in Emma who no one expected to win, and now you have you bury her by saying she's going to just get eaten up and destroyed by 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 Oscar on her debut. To me, that's like ding 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 red flag that. Eh, it, not so fast. I think Emma might win this match against Oscar. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I don't think Corey did that on his own. Seriously. Also in that match, I want to point something out. Um, where this is sometimes where you have some inexperience. Uh, Dana Brooke. Um, that's a listing, right? Brooke. I, I screwed it up. Yeah, Dana. Dana Brooke. Dana right, Brooke. Dana. Yeah. She did a. Uh, she was kind of rushing a little bit in the ring, and she went through a full body slam on Bailey and almost dropped her on her head. Um, I don't know if people noticed this. And uh, if you listen to Booker T on commentary, he had the same reaction I did when I was watching home. He went, oh, because <laughs> as guys who've been dropped on your head, you, you, you panic. Or guys who train people like I have or like Booker does, you understand a, some basic, simple move like a body slam when you don't approach it right. And you're, this person's giving their body up to you. You could really hurt someone with a simple move like a body slam. And on, on, uh, thank God we didn't see that last night. Um, to be honest with you, Bailey saved herself at the end of the day in a slam. Um, I would not be shocked if she got a stern talking to Dana Brooke backstage. Um, that was not good. And that comes from, well, why does that happen? I'll tell you why it happens. And it's, it's an experience, obviously, but because she was rushing. They got a gun to their head on Raw with the amount of time, and they all want to get their spots in. We got to make sure we get our spots in, or you get your spot in. I get, and that's the problem. You got to be able to ad lib and go with the flow, and and if if you don't have enough time, you don't have enough time. You don't have to fit, you know, six pounds of baloney into a two pound bag, and that's how people get hurt. And because she rushed through the move, that's what happened. And thank God that there was no injury here, but it almost was. Trust me, it almost was. Uh, you know, so they, they, I'm sure they spoke to about that. Also, one other thing about this match, <clears throat> if you listen, um, I think it was in this match. Michael Cole said something. He alluded to the fact that he himself did not know the rules in the match. He apologized, and that was elimination, the, the five-way. Um, th- did you see this, uh, Dennis, or no? I did not, know. Yeah, so that that's – people. some people are like, ah, why would Mike – I had some people you know, privately message me like, why would he say that? Why would Michael Cole admit the fact that, that he made a mistake? Uh, well, he did the right thing. And, and the reason why that happens is, to be honest with you, things change all the time. Finishes, style of the match, uh, the rules of the match change. And if the agent doesn't tell you, or the wrestlers as the announcer or, or one of the directors, you know, you're out there on your own on live TV on an island. 
So he probably didn't know, and no one told him. This has happened to us many times, many, many times, where you get an answer to something, and then they change it, and they don't tell you. And then you look like a fucking asshole on the air. I felt bad for him. I got to be honest with you. Probably my French, but um, uh, don't blame him. Some 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 folks would privately message me saying, oh, he must be pissed. He's probably going to yell at someone. That's not how it works in WWE, guys. Just so you know, like, you know, you, you know what? the announcers are not yelling at anyone because the announcers have a direct line of communication. The guy they deal with is Vince McMahon. Um, and I would think at times now, as of late, probably when she's there, Stephanie. You're not yelling at Vince. And you're not yelling at Stephanie. You're, you're not going to up, run up to an agent you didn't tell me the thing. You didn't tell me uh, uh, what the finish was going to be. Or you didn't tell me, you know, uh, that it was a limitation style. You made me look like an asshole. But that, it doesn't happen like that. WWE announcers are not conducting themselves like that. You know why? It's not tolerated. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not. And when I was in TNA, um, it wasn't like that there either. There's a respect and a protocol. It's not like you see, you hear about like in Hollywood or maybe in radio where some of the talent yells at producers. I am not familiar. Uh, on that note, excuse me. Um, I think you people understand, but I could probably put my foot in my mouth there in that last sentence, I think. Um, and you agree with I have this to or not? go back and watch it. I, I didn't get to see because I was at work last night. Okay, thanks. Sir. See you later. Bye-bye. That went well. I think he meant to say that you're not a yeller. Yeah, I get mad sometimes. You guys know this. It happens. But at the end of the day, look, um, I, 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 I do because I love you guys. You know that. I love the producers on the show. All 6,000 that have been before you. I love them all. So that's the deal. Um, so anyway. So <laughs> Buy a hat. By the way, who won? Did you win in the uh, against against Robbie in the loose ass? I actually think I did. That was it. Was a very close. If I won, it was by like a point or two. Mm, 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 mm. I kicked ass. I destroyed John Cena, man. God, it's it's so frustrating though when you have like a great week against John because John just he's. I know you don't want to waste. Bro, he's distracted. That's the problem. He's busy with WWE stuff. And he's he's going to Nikki's Dancing with the Stars stuff. He's he's all over the place. I know. I know. I DM'd that account and messaged uh, that account that's his that's not verified. This is his other he says he has a non verified one. And he said, nah, nah, he's gotta get on top of it. He's not doing a good job. So of the fantasy football. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Uh real quick, a little bit a uh, little Monday night football chatter and some uh, baseball stuff. Uh the Vikings defeated the Bears yesterday. I watched a good chunk of the game in the fourth quarter. Uh field goal Jones. Vikings win twenty to seventeen. It was a good game. Trubisky, I like this kid from University of North Carolina. Rookie came in, quarterback for the Bears. He threw for 128 yards, one TD, uh, and I saw this interception late to, I think it was one of the DBs, not a linebacker, a DB. That's a defensive back inside terms, football terms. Um, yeah, and then they were in field goal range, and that basically cost them the game. Trubisky will learn from that. I think this kid's got a great upside. I like him. But, uh, yeah, Vikings look pretty good. Uh, that NFC, I got to tell you what, no, no, it looks real good. I hate to tell you, Mr. Giant fan, the Eagles look legit. Uh, Eagles. I'm not even – the Eagles do look very good, and the Giants are 0-5. So, like, the, the, yeah, I'm not even stressed Sir, anymore. Sir, the Giants are a JV team, let's be honest. Okay, so uh, 
Your Yankees are not a JV team. They were victorious um, in basically 7-3 to three, uh, over the Indians. So you guys now. So when's the, when's the rubber match? Is it tomorrow? That would be Wednesday, tomorrow. Winner take wow. all. And where is it? In Bronx or is it in Cleveland? Unfortunately, it's in Cleveland. I hope you guys do it. I hope you guys do it. I really do. Hope you guys do it. I mean, you guys are hitting the ball like crazy. Todd Frazier, Hicks, uh, Judge, all, all driving and runs in the second inning. Gary Sanchez capped the score with a solo shot in the sixth. I mean, I'll tell you, the Yankees are swinging the bat like a bitch. No doubt about it. Uh, Dodgers and the D-backs. I fell asleep watching this game. You got any updates on this or what happened? Yeah, the uh, the Diamondbacks lost, uh, what's it, 3-1. to one. So the Dodgers swept them. Um, Cody Bellinger should be the rookie of the year in the National League, hit a solo home run and I want to say the fourth, um, put him ahead for good. So the Dodgers, like the Astros, move on to the championship series in their respective divisions. Russell Romano, the Yankees are going all the way. I hope so. Hey, I'm a Met fan, and I'm pulling for the Yankees. That's right, Moose. I don't care what you say, Malusis. Big shot sitting in the big chair doing the Boomer Morning Show today. I know, Moose, you're a hot shot. And you sat there in my in my studio with my chunky redheaded producer, and you made fun of me, both of you. Plus, I'm a Met fan, you guys are Yankee fans, and I can't root for the Yankees. And I am rooting for the Yankees. I am, and I'm not letting go of this thing with Moose. You realize that, right? Nor should you. Yeah. I told you guys this a while back. The World Series will be the Dodgers versus the Yankees. Brooklyn versus the Bronx. That's what this is going to happen here. Sam, uh, people, uh, no Cubs coverage. Taz, uh, no, Sam, sorry. Uh, no, we don't cover the Cubs here. Uh, sorry. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'll give you some Cubs coverage. I mean, I didn't realize that, Sammy. Uh, relax. You know, don't get crazy. I mean, there's no reason to attack and floggle uh, that way. Uh you know, I mean, uh, you got the, the the Astros scored two runs in the eighth, what turned out to be at this uh, what was that the starting run in the ninth to eliminate the Red Sox. This is the Red Sox deal. Oh, how happy are you about the Red Sox, by the way, dude. Uh, Losing them. very happy just because once they overtook the Yankees in the AL East, you thought like you it was like all right, maybe we can come back, maybe we can't. And then Red Sox fans kind of got chirpy like, oh, same old Yankees now. Yeah, yeah. Red Sox are the top dog in the East. We're still yep, playing, yep, and you're yep. not. <laughs> and Anthony gonna... Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, no relation to Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-L. <laughs> Jerky boy. That's my man Brennan, Johnny Brennan. Anthony Rizzo, R-I-Z-Z-L, uh, with the go-ahead RBI there, to, uh, the eighth inning, give the Cubs a 2-1 to one victory and lead the series against the National. Uh, a two to one. What do you got? Two to one leading the series. What do I got? I'm reading this wrong. Yeah, no, I, they, I didn't watch. They, the, they won two to one, and they have a two. To and one they got lead. the two one uh, in the series. Yeah. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well, that's a deal. All right. So uh, tomorrow, as you see behind me, uh, we'll do a uh, SmackDown, uh, basically a podcast. A Taz Take in essence podcast will be done tomorrow. It'll be no live Taz show, no video. You'll have a podcast sitting in your podcast bank in the morning um, at uh, 8 a.m. Eastern at uh, iTunes or Spotify or uh, tune in wherever you get your pods. You know, it'll be there. So uh, that's the regular Tash will be coming at you back on Thursday and Friday of this week. So that's the deal. Uh, and that's really it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I appreciate the interaction as always. Share the show on Facebook, guys, please. We'll give me the Facebook there on the arm, so do the right thing. And for my crew in Manhattan, thank you. And uh, and what else we got? And that's it. So uh, make sure you look out for that podcast tomorrow, the SmackDown gimmick. I will drop that uh, tomorrow. The crew will drop it, I should say. 
early in the morning, and that's the deal. Okay, for everybody uh, at the uh, Gimmick Clubhouse and yours truly here at the Rage Cave, I'm Taz, you're not. We'll talk to you live, live on Thursday, taped tomorrow. To be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance and get $3,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 and dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers are qualified. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.